Benjamin like a cornerback last week. The pack got intercepted, and I'm making big investments. Flavors got a large selection. Call the play inside Balenci. Call the play inside the trenches. Give money for these niggas. He play I'm a uppy nigga. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you would do me a favor, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers and it would definitely mean a lot. Any subscription, of course, would help. So please subscribe. It would definitely mean a lot to me. But here's where we'll start. And here's why I love, like I love basketball, of course, but here's why I love playoff basketball. A series can tell you everything that you need to know about a team. You can't run away from what you are in a series because, I mean, there's really no game plan or there's like you. you let me say this: the player, the team that you're facing, you got to beat them four out of seven times, and that's just how it is. That that means mano y mano. I'm gonna see you at least at least four times, and this is this is what we're doing. So, I love playoff basketball. And what I wanted to do today is I wanted to talk about why a team, what we've seen one out of these playoff uh, pl- matchups and why a team will lose and why a team will win their matchups. Let's start with the Clippers and, and Jazz. First and foremost, we're seeing a contrast of two different teams in one area, and that is chemistry. If you look on paper, the Clippers the Clippers have a better team than the Jazz. You have Kawhi Leonard, you have Paul George, you have, uh, you know, Morris, you have Reggie Jackson, you have Zubats, you have DeMarcus Cousins, you have Rondo. They have the better team. But the chemistry, you can, you look at the 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 Clippers and realize they don't really have the most, like that, that team is an ISO team. Give me the ball, spread out. Let me break down, you know, hopefully get to the paint and try to kick out for three. Uh, or let me let me break my mans down, get a mid-range. You know, this is it's an ISO team. And you look on the other side, the Jazz, that team is full of chemistry. Donovan Mitchell knows exactly what uh, what Joe Ingles is going to do, what, bon- what Bogdanovich is going to do. Rudy Gobert is protecting the paint. You have uh, six-man of the year, Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. George Niang is playing big minutes. So it's this it's it's a both of these teams shows what chemistry looks like and what chemistry doesn't look like. But let's just start let's just go with the Clippers. Why would the Clippers win the series? The Clippers win the series cuz they are a deep team. They have like I said Kawhi, Paul George, uh they have Luke Kennard, they have new uh they have uh what's his name? Nicholas Batum, like they have they have a deep team. Now, on paper, they are deep. <laughs> what they get from these players, you never know. Like I said, DeMarcus, I don't understand the rotations for uh, the Clippers. Game one, Patrick Beverly doesn't really play. DeMarcus Cousins, I think, plays maybe three three minutes or something. Next game, game two, DeMarcus Cousins can't get off the floor. Uh, Rondo doesn't even play. Like I don't really understand what Tyler was doing with these matchups, but it's a it's a it's a deep vet team. Like I said, the, all the best players on the Clippers are veterans. Um, yeah, you have Terrence Mann, and he's a, I think a rookie. But all the best players, like I said, Kawhi, Paul George, DeMarcus Cousins, you know, they're all vets. Also, you have well on paper, you have two of the best 
three players in this in the series, which is Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So when you go into that, you you expect that's how they could win. How they could lose, however, is something that I've seen, and 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 we really have to take consider. We really have to have a serious conversation about the perimeter defense that the Clippers have. You know, we tout you know Kawhi Leonard as being a multi-time defensive player of the year, Paul George uh, as being a multiple all defensive player. However, this is the second series where somebody is looking like the greatest player of all time. The first series Luka was giving them the Luka was giving them the business. Like Luka could not be stopped the first series. In this series while it is only two games, Donovan Mitchell looks like the greatest player walking on the face of the earth going up against Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And I don't understand I, I guess I understand kind of to to save his energy for for offense, but I don't understand why we're not seeing Kawhi Leonard on DeMar- on Donovan Mitchell a lot more than he is because as we're seeing Paul George hasn't getting it done. Paul George isn't getting it done. Then that's another reason why they could lose is because Paul George is having one of those playoff Paul George's games, man. Uh, I don't think I don't I don't remember I don't think he shot. Now he did have a decent game game too, but I don't think he shot over forty percent this since like maybe game one or two of the Dallas series. Like I don't I don't know, man. But but. Their perimeter defense, there's a difference between having the best player on on the floor and being the best player on the floor. There should be no argument that Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the series. There should be no argument about that. Kawhi Leonard should be the best player in the series or is the best player in the series. However, Donovan Mitchell, when he's on the floor, has played like the best player in the series. And because of that, that's a big reason why the Utah Jazz are up 2-0 in the series. Now, I understand that they played at home, but both of those games, the Clippers could and should have won. Now, we all know about their crunch time. The Clippers are one of the worst crunch time teams in NBA history. Like, that is no exaggeration. They're they're not good. And if they don't, if they do not, let me say this, if they don't get it together, Get, like it, their their defense is going to hold them back from their perimeter defense against perimeter players is going to hold them back from winning and and, and winning this series. Let's go over to the Jazz. Like I said, the difference between the Jazz and the Clippers is the Jazz shows you what when you look at the Jazz team that shows you what chemistry looks like. This team is firing on all cylinders. This this is probably the most complete team in the league. And when I say that, I'm not saying, you know, offense, defense. What I'm saying is they have offensive players, they have defensive players, and they have chemistry. That's, to me, what makes it complete. It's not a 50-50 thing. It's a do you have offense, do you have defense, and do you have a complete team? Do you have a good coach? Do you have a good coaching staff? The the Utah Jazz is the most complete team, and that is why they could win this series. It's because 
they have it all. If if Donovan Mitchell's not now, I will say that they will go as far as Donovan Mitchell takes them. But if Donovan Mitchell's not hitting, you still have Joe Ingles, you still have Bogdanovich, you still have Rudy Gobert, you still have Jordan Clarkson. All those players can pitch in. Now it would be an incre- it would be incredibly harder if Donovan Mitchell's not po- not playing well, but he's been playing incredible this series. And chemistry goes a long way, man. We talked about this a couple episodes, man, but. Like I said, chemistry versus talent. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you have no chemistry, you're always going to be held back. And I'm not saying that you cannot win with no chemistry. What I'm saying is it's going to be incredibly harder if you don't have chemistry with your team. So that is the biggest reason why the Jazz could win this series because on you know they're the most complete team in this series and arguably one of the probably the most complete team in this entire playoffs. There's 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 no re- I mean it's no surprise and it shouldn't be a shock to people that the Jazz were number 1 in number 1 uh in the in the West. Like this is the reason why. They how they're playing in the series is how they've been playing all year except for when of course Donovan Mitchell was out, but They've been playing. This This is the Jazz. I, You know, it's funny, man. I say that, and I was always one of those people, and I'm still one of those people like, yo, we just got to wait to see, man. They can't be playing this good. Like, I remember on an episode, I was like, I don't think the Jazz, I think the Jazz is, is I was naive. <laughs> I was naive, and I was, uh, I was stubborn. That's it. I was stubborn in my ways. I'm looking. I'm like, yo, the Jazz are playing incredible. The Jazz is one of the best offensive teams. The Jazz is one of the best three-point shooting teams, one of the best offensive teams. There's no way that this can translate from the regular season to the playoffs, especially when you have, you know, stars like LeBron, AD, uh, uh, Kawhi. Like, I just didn't think they would be able to maintain this. And two series in, they have mean to maintain it. And I'm still like, I don't know. I mean, everything that makes a team a team, they don't have, you know, I'm not saying they don't have, but they don't have the quote-unquote big star. Even though Donovan Mitchell is playing himself into superstar status, it's, it's you know, I'm like, I don't know. So, it's, I'm still being a little stubborn, but, hey, man, this, look, this Jazz team is incredible. Now, how could they lose this series, though? Let's 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 move on to that. How could they move this series? One thing that we're seeing with the Jazz, and and the reason why it hasn't come back to kill them is because the Clippers have not been able to take advantage as far as to win the game. And that is, there are times when the Jazz are, are t- have scoring droughts. Even though you have, like I said, some of the incredible shooters, sometimes they're in scoring droughts. And those scoring droughts can last two to three minutes. And in those going, it's not like they just miss a shot. Sometimes they just take bad shots. And because they don't have a lot of, I think really the only two players that can really put the ball on the ground and create offense for themselves is uh, Donovan Mitchell and uh, Jordan Clarkson, who's a sixth man. It kind they're kind of strapped to for score like creating points, creating scoring opportunities for themselves. So that's one. It, I could see a team, if the Clippers do it, who knows, but I could see a team in those scoring droughts or you try to make Donovan Mitchell, like you cut Donovan Mitchell off as far as don't allow him to get other people involved and cut Jordan Clarkson off when he's on the floor. That kind of straps down the 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 Utah Jazz as far as, you know, trying to create shots. So that's really the only way I can see them losing is 
in those score is is a team forced them into scoring drops because Donovan Mitchell isn't creating for his team or is having a hard time creating for his team and and Jordan Clarkson's having a hard time creating and and in those scoring drops you go on a scoring run. So that's the Jazz. Let's go over to Brooklyn and the Bucks. The Brooklyn and the Bucks, the Brooklyn Bucks series is showing you <laughs> these this is a contrast of two different teams. This is a team you're looking at Brooklyn who is solely solely offense. However, their de- and I will give them credit because I've been bashing them this entire year because their defense has been god awful. I will give them credit. Their defense has been incredible this playoff series. The way that they're defending Giannis, the way that they're defending Drew Holiday, the way that they're defending the perimeter, it has been good. It's been really good. And that is the sole reason why they're up 2-1 in the series. Now, like I said, you're, this series is a contrast of two different styles. You have defense, get to the rim. While they're good three-point shooters, their, their goal is to get to the rim uh, and get to the free throw line. Brooklyn, they are solely perimeter. Like KD, Kyrie, James Harden, even though he hasn't been in the series, they will break you down, shoot threes, shoot midi. Like they, they are. It's offense versus defense. And what we're starting to see is now Brooklyn won the other night. I think it was eighty six to eighty three. I think that's the first time uh, the Brooklyn Nets have been held to under ninety points in the regular season or in in a game since having the big three. And the thing that I'm, I'm uh, let's just, let's just talk to Brooklyn. Why they'll win? Because they have the best offense in the playoffs. You, you have three players. Well, you have two right now. James Harden should be coming back soon, but you have three players in James Harden, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving that can give you 50 any given night. Hell the other night, Kevin Durant probably played the worst game I've seen him play in a while. Like, he couldn't hit to save his life until the second half. No, until really the third, fourth quarter. And still ended up with, like, 30, 32 points. Uh, and they really lost because of Bruce Brown's... <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that. But it <laughs> the, the reason why they win is because... Or the reason why they could win is because they have the best offense in the playoffs. Like they they have three, not to mention Joe Harris uh, when he's hitting shots. Blake Griffin has had a resurgence. Larry Landry Shamit. They have uh, Claxton in the middle. Like they, this is tough and and it's crazy. Like Joe even Je- or Jeff Green's out. Like it, but he could be a piece. It's just it's tough, man. It's they they have the best they have the best offense in the league. In the playoffs. Now, why could they lose? Because they also have the worst defense. Now, while, yes, they have been destroying the Bucks. I don't... And their defense has been better. Don't get me wrong. Their defense has been better uh, over the course of this series. Their defense is still bad. I think the game that they lost, 86-83, to 83, was an anomaly as far as, like, the score. Because if you look... Chris Milton had probably the best game he's ever had in the playoffs. Giannis was incredible until until he wasn't. Um, even though Giannis kept taking eight. We'll talk about it in a second. But their defense, I mean, even when they're beating them by 50, they're still scoring like 120 points, 130. Like, that's not if, – if, 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 let's just say, Lord forbid, 
two of the big three is off. That really hampers your your chances in winning the game because if KD and James Harden's off, it's going to be on Kyrie. But when you have Drew Holiday, when you have P.J. Tucker, when you have uh, some of the players that they have, that can really, you know, that can really be a, 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 a sticky situation. Not to mention the thing that the Bucks can do is they can defend and score. Now, we'll talk about it in a second, but yeah. So the reason why the Brooklyn Nets could win this series is because they have the best offense in the playoffs. They clearly have the best offense in the series, and they're up 2-1. <laughs> the reason why they could lose is while they have the best offense, they have the their worst defense in the playoffs. Let's go over to the Bucks, And the Bucks is really showing you, look, I don't understand. Let me let me just let me let me stay with the let me start with the positive. The Bucks could win this series because they have the best defense in the playoffs. You can argue the uh, you can argue the the Jazz. You can kind of argue the Philly Philadelphia 76ers, but it's really the Bucks. The Bucks have the best defense in the playoffs. When you can tote out a Drew Holiday, a PJ Tucker, a Giannis, who's a two-time MVP, one-time player of the or defensive player of the year, Brooke Lopez. Um, you have the best defense, and when you're going up, I thought this series was going to be a little closer because I thought the matchups could match up perfectly. While I don't think that Drew Holiday and PJ Tucker can stop. Uh, Kyrie and and James Harden, I think you can slow them down enough where it really solely depends on Giannis versus KD. And that's what I thought. And that's not how it's happened, but hey. And the Bucks, the why the way they can lose this series. I I don't understand why they keep I, look I understand Giannis has improved year after year on something. When you look at Giannis from his rookie year to where he is now, he's improved drastically. I mean, nobody would have thought that looking at Giannis' rookie year, he'll be a two-time MVP. No one would have thought that. No one would have thought he'd be a perennial all-defense NBA player. Nobody thought he'd be a defensive player of the year. Nobody thought that. But one thing Giannis is not good at, and that is shooting the damn ball. I don't understand. I think the other night he was one for eight from three, and he was like, I think in the series he's like six or seven for like 20 or 25 or something like that from the free throw line. And uh, they can't. They one the reason why okay so what we saw the in the losses in Brooklyn is they are not able to keep up the scoring with Brooklyn and Brooklyn is doing what most teams have done and that's trying to force Giannis to shoot and when Giannis shoots the ball you have a better chance at winning that's just that's just that's not negotiable so I I don't I don't until Giannis improves on on shooting the ball, the Bucks will always have a. It would always be tougher for the Bucks because teams, especially in the playoffs, when you're playing the best teams, like there's no uh, Kings in the team in the playoffs. There's no 
There's no freaking Chicago Bulls in the playoffs. These are the best of the best teams, and they know how to defend. And that is, yo, it makes Giannis shoot. And he just has not been able to capitalize on that. So the Bucks can win because they're the best defensive team. And if you slow down Brooklyn and make them really have to defend, then you you have a series on your hands. The reason why they could lose is Giannis just can't shoot to say. And yeah, man. Let's go Nuggets and Suns. Let's start with the Nuggets. The Nuggets... There's only one reason to me they could win this series, and that is because they have the MVP in Nikola Jokic. It's funny. A lot of people, Nikola Jokic has the same effect as a Chris Paul, but in this sense. Nikola Jokic is able, when when the Nuggets are rolling, Nikola Jokic controls the tempo. He gets everyone else involved. He, while he doesn't have the same, I mean, he does have more turnovers than Chris Paul. And, of course, he doesn't have the handles or anything like Chris Paul. Chris Paul is incredible mid-range. So is Jokic. Uh, Jokic is good three-pointer. Chris Paul is good three-pointer. Chris Paul and Jokic play the same role for their team. Jokic is able to calm down his team when things get a little awry. And because Jamal Murray is not there, Nikola Jokic is more important than ever because... Again, your second best, or honestly, your best score is not there. So the only reason to me they could, or the only way that the Nuggets could win this series is if Nicole, let me say this. The only, the only way the Nuggets could win this series is because Nicole Jokic, he is the only reason. The reason why they could lose is there's not much else after Nicole Jokic. And I say that because when you look at the scoring discrepancy, with Jamal Murray out, yes, Will Barton just came back, but he came back from a hamstring. It was his first game, last game. They don't, outside of Michael Porter Jr., they don't have really anybody that can put the ball on the ground consistently and give you a shot. There's, you can say, but what about Austin Rivers? There's a reason why Austin Rivers has been on four or five different teams. Uh, like I said, we can see about Will Barton, but Will Barton's just coming back from injury. It's, it's. And Nikola Jokic can't really do that. And to be honest with you, he's a, he's a, he's a great facilitator. He's a great uh, – his vision's incredible. He's a good offensive player, but he can't really, you know, bing, bing, bing. Like he can't break you down, and, and, and he can't really do that. So they don't have the adequate – they don't really have a score score outside of Jamal Murray, and he's not there. Yeah, Aaron Gordon's been okay. No, he's not. That's – no, he's not. You're not going to – look. Side note, you're not going to curse me out. I don't care who you are. You are not going to curse me out talking about I need to play better. In the next game, you give me six points. That's just not going to happen. I don't know who you think you're talking to. I don't know who you think. It would be different if you come out and give me 20 or 25. Like, ah, he's right. But you don't curse me out, especially if you're new to the team. You don't curse me out. And then the next game, give me six points. Who you think, bruh, man, look. So, like I said, <laughs> the Nuggets can win this series because they have the MVP. They could lose because they just don't have enough scoring without Jamal Murray. The Suns. The Suns is the most complete young team. I know I just said the Jazz is probably the most complete team, but when we talk about young teams, 
the Suns have it all. You have a, a leader in Chris Paul who can also put the ball on the ground and facilitate. You have an incredible offensive weapon in, Don, in Devin Booker. Uh, Cameron Payne has come off the bench and been incredible. Uh, you have uh, Craig has been good. Uh, DeAndre Ayton has been has some games he's played better than Nikola Jokic. So they have a complete team, and they their team the Suns are so good they honestly could win it all. I wouldn't be surprised. Now we'll we'll talk about it moving forward, of course. But you know the Suns to me have the complete youth team, and they play defense. Now their defense is not as good as the Jazz or the Bucks. But they do play defense. They fly around everywhere. Jay Crowder helps with that. So they could win because they're the most complete young team on in the playoffs. Why they could lose is because of their youth. And I know I just kind of praise their youth for being, you know, uh, being good as far as a complete team. But as we've seen, there are times when they, they have lulls. There are times when they take god-awful shots there are times when, um, you know, the, the thing that's helping them, the thing that's helping the Suns in this series is they're not playing a team that are real, really full of veterans like that. I mean, I know you have Nikola Jokic, but he's still kind of young. Michael Porter Jr. is still young. I know you have Paul Millsap, but he's not really like a game changer anymore. Uh, Aaron Gordon's not really a game or hasn't been a game changer. So, excuse me. So the thing that's helping them is they don't really have a vet. <coughs> Excuse me. They don't really have a they don't they're not playing a vet like I think that if they would have played a team like like the Clippers, that would have been that would have been tough for them cuz their best players are are more veterans and their best players you can stick on a Chris Paul and a and a uh, De- Devin Booker, which is Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George. So their youth, I don't think I think that they are going to win this series, of course. But if they don't, I think that youthful lows and and youthful mistakes are going to be the downfall for them. So let's go over to Philly and Atlanta, and that's the last series uh, to talk about. Why the Philly? Why Philly could win this series is because they have Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and I think this is the biggest team. In the in the remaining left in the playoffs, I mean, you can start your starting five can have a, a six seven point or six eleven point guard and 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 Joel Embiid, who finished second in MVP. So this team is huge. <laughs> like you still have Dwight coming off. You have Tobias Harris, um, not really big, but you have Seth Curry. You have Shake Milton, who came and was huge uh, last game. They this is a huge huge team and. When your two best players are Joel Embiid, who was uh, was an MVP finalist, and Ben Simmons, who was a Defensive Player of the Year finalist, you know you 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 have you're working with magic. You know what I mean? So, and why they could lose is Ben Simmons' lack of shooting. You've seen teams, hell, you saw the Wizards do it. You saw the the Hawks do it a couple times. Sending Ben Simmons to the line is is your best bet. Uh, and and also, the 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 Sixers kind of they go through laws as well as, as far as scoring. Even though you have a Seth Curry, even though you have a Tobias Harris, they aren't the best scoring. They're, the team is not the best at scoring. They are good when when they're locked in. They're really good defensively, and of course, 
Joel Embiid can can destroy you in the paint. But when we talk about sh- outside shooting, yeah, their, their best outside shooter and really their only outside shooter is pretty much Seth Curry. And you can get – Tobias Harris isn't a reliable shooter, even though he's been good. He's not really been a reliable shooter. Shake Milton's not been reliable. They don't really have – Danny Green has not been really reliable um, and from in, in a couple games. So the, their lack of shooting outside of Seth Curry and sometimes been – I mean, sometimes uh, Danny Green could be the reason why they lose this series. For the Hawks – they can they can win this series because they have Trey Young, and they're the most explosive team in this in this playoffs right now. I mean Trey Young, John Collins, uh, Clint Capella, like they are explosive, and they because they're young because they're you know they're they're. You, they can they they fly around. They this team now they they fly around. I just say that, but they are a young, explosive team, and they can they can get the one kind of what they want to do is get uh Philly in a track meet, and if you get if they get Philly in a track meet, especially being led by Trey Trey uh Trey Young, they can definitely win that series. And we saw that game one. You get them in a track meet, and we kind of saw that game two, honestly, even though they lost game two. You get them in a track meet, you have a good chance of winning because of their youth, their offensive firepower, and their scoring. The reason why Atlanta could lose this series is they don't play a lick of defense. They cannot play defense. They didn't play defense the first series against New York, and the only reason why they they won that series is because New York doesn't have anybody that can punt. Like, they, they couldn't score save their life. They don't play no defense. Joel Embiid is going up getting whatever he wants. Ben Simmons, even though he can't shoot, he's getting to the rim with ease. They they can't score. They, I mean, they can't defend. And honestly, it kind of goes back to the youth thing. Um, sometimes they take, like, so even though Trey Young has been incredible, there's sometimes he be taking some, the team takes some wild shots. Like Trey Young, Trey Young will, t- and don't get me wrong, he can make it because he's made it. And, but, He's made look Trey Young be taking some of the wildest threes I've ever seen, and I understand you know he he has that range, but it's not as consistent as you want it to be. So he'll be it'll be like twenty one seconds left in the in the shot clock, and Cuz will shoot it from logo. I'm just like, oh okay. So the reason why the Atlanta Hawks could win this series is because of Trey Young. And they're they're the most explosive team, and they can get you in a track meet. They can lose this series because of shot selection, and they don't play no defense like at all. But I am enjoying the playoffs, man. The playoffs is exciting. Each and the thing that I also love about NBA playoffs is each series is a story in and of itself. You know, we talked about Atlanta, Philly, Trey Young, and the youth against um, Joel Embiid in the, in the size. We talked about the Suns and the Nuggets. Legacy as far as Chris Paul and youth and Devin Booker going up against the MVP and Nikola Jokic. And how far can he carry his team with the second best player in Jamal Murray being out? You have the Bucks in Brooklyn. Giannis against KD. Like, the two of... Yeah. And offense against defense. You, you go with the Jazz. You go with the... Com- 
a chemistry against talent. That's that's I was an episode the other day. Like Tim is chemistry against talent. The most you know the the team that's been gelling the most has the best you know deepest team pretty much in the Jazz against the team with one of the team or in the series the team with the most talent, which is the Clippers. It's you know it's it's fun, man. It's 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 great to see, and I'm excited to see. I'm excited to continue to watch to see is will the Clippers come back from 2-0 um, after winning Game Three? Can the Bucks force a uh, force a Game Six or Seven? Will Atlanta bounce back and win another game? You know, it's it's, it's exciting to see these storylines, man. So I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Let's move on. So the biggest, the other biggest news that happened over the over the week was college football uh, committee. I guess they're going to vote and discuss having a twelve team playoffs. Now, a lot of this is due to the fact with the pandemic, uh, a lot of teams and a lot of conferences couldn't even play. Uh, of course, stoppage with all sports when that happened. Teams or schools had to take out loans. They they're trying to recoup their money back. So if you think that this is for the fairness of the game, you're wrong. Another thing, do not think the the reason why I'm excited for this because it you know I've been saying that just four teams isn't isn't really it's cool like I like seeing it's it's fun, but you want to see I want to see more competition, man. I want to see I want to see seventeen. I mean I want to see. A 12-team playoff. I want to see a bracket. So I want to. That's what you're used to. You love March Madness because it's multiple teams, and of course you can build your brackets and everything. It's kind of hard to build brackets with four teams. Like that's that's just. While it's cool, it's yeah. But you know, I'm excited now. I will say this. In order to do this, a couple things are going to have to happen. First and foremost, there will be teams that are going to play six. They're they're gonna play seventeen games. They're gonna they're gonna play pretty much an NBA. I mean NFL schedule now, seeing as though the NFL just added another game. So there's no way in heaven or hell that you can have a college athlete play seventeen games and still not pay them. Like this this is going to this is going to increase revenue beyond belief. Seeing as though there's a lot more teams that's going to, I mean, you get, teams get bonuses for being in the college football playoffs. And now that you expand it to 12, there's going to be more, more eyes, more fan bases. So the teams are going to start playing. Then you're going to force, you're forcing kids to play in more games. So if you don't, I mean, if you don't pay them at some point, it's like, okay. And also, also, don't think that this is going, and I don't, I'm excited for this. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited for more football. I'm excited to see if a 12, a 12 committee, I think this, this, they said that if they vote on this, it could be, it can come to us as quick as 2023. I will say this though. Do not expect this to balance out the, t- the talent and the power. Uh, like, don't think that this gives the Dukes and the Cincinnati's and, and, uh, Boston College don't give don't think that this gives them a fair shake because of some of the some of the rule or some of the I guess guidelines that they that came out with saying that 
this isn't going this is not going to limit the like there's not a limit on the amount of teams a conference can have in these playoffs meaning that it can be solely i mean it could be now of course it won't be but eight of the 12 teams can be sec teams Eight of the twelve teams can be Pac-12 teams, or Pac or Pac-10, or or Big Ten, or ACC. So don't think that you know the Boston Colleges or the I don't know for, um, North Dakota States. Like don't think that this makes it even more fair for them. I will say that it brings on more uh, more opportunity, but. You see it all the time. If Cincinnati has the same record as Auburn, they're going to pick Auburn 10 times out of 10. If Boston College has the same record as um, Tennessee, they're going to pick Tennessee 10 times out of 10. If Maryland football has the same record as Texas football, they're going to pick Texas football 10 times out of 10. So don't think that this just evens out because it doesn't. Now, it like I said, it does bring on more teams, but again, this and this isn't gonna knock off the big powers. This isn't gonna knock off the Clemsons. It's not gonna knock off um, Alabama's or the the Notre Dame's. Like this is, they're still gonna be submitted. They're still gonna get three or four of those twelve spots with the Oklahomas. But it just brings more. Now I hope that, of course, we have to see what happens as 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 far as moving forward like we have to see how it's executed but i'm excited to see it man now i don't want to see a college a college football playoffs where 10 of the 12 or 8 of the 12 is a sec team i don't want to see that if that's the case then i nah and i don't think that that's going to happen either because the college the, the reason why they're doing main reason why they're doing this is because of money and they understand that if one region or one section of the United States is the only section that's getting in the college football playoffs. You're cutting off a whole bunch of different sections, a whole bunch of different regions. So don't be surprised if you see, I mean, depending on their record, if you see an Oregon get in, don't be surprised if you see a USC get in. Don't be surprised if you see, you know, Notre Dame's or um, Texas's. Like, you don't want, you know, you don't want straight Alabama, Mississippi State, uh, Auburn, uh, Georgia. You don't want – that's just one region. And if this is to make as much money as possible, they're going to add some some Pac-12 teams. They're going to add some big big 12. Like, they're going to add some type of teams, some of those teams. So, I'm excited to see what we get – how we get it. You know, I'm excited to see what comes of this because, like I said – this is something that they've been talking about. And honestly, this if it really wasn't for the pandemic, I don't think this would have happened. Because this doesn't... If it wasn't for the pandemic, the college football playoffs still get what they want. They still get the four... In the old format. They still get the old four best teams. You still get Alabama. You still get Clemson. You're probably going to get Ohio State. Uh, maybe Oklahoma. And then you might get an independent, like a like a, like a a Notre Dame. Or you might get a Pac-12, like a like a Oregon or a Washington or a Stanford. So they still, they're still making their money. But because the pandemic, because college football and college sports in general lost so much money, they kind of – 
the pandemic kind of kicked the like it ooh, it kind of uh jumped it kind of steamrolled this so i'm excited to see where what where, where comes from it you know i'm excited to see it um moving forward congratulations to Clarissa Clarissa Shields uh, for winning her her NBA for winning in her MMA debut with a TKO knockout. Now, a lot of people don't talk about women's uh, boxing as much as uh, other boxing, of course. But Clarissa Shields is one of the best female boxers we've ever seen. She kind of reminds me of a. Of Dante Wilder, um, she's not the most technically sound boxer. However, she packs a punch, and she she knows she knows angles. She knows angles, and she's a great puncher. I mean, she's eleven and zero in boxing. She's a five time gold medalist, um, and now she's one and zero in MMA. And she came out saying that she wants to be the best women's boxer as well as the best women's MMA fighter and I don't I mean no I while she did win her first fight I don't think she's ready for the Amanda Nunez's or anything like that but I'm you know I'm excited to see a lot of people don't a lot of people really don't like her because of her personality of her confidence of her bravado um and a lot of people were upset like a lot of people I saw on social media were praying for her downfall like people did not want her to come into another sport, which is the MMA, and thir- and, and flourish. And again, I understand it's one zero, and I just we have to continue to see. But she looked really good her first fight. Like that, she looked really good. She did, de- she destroyed homegirl. Like she, <laughs> it was bad. And she said she's been training hard and everything. And and yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what happens. From, I'm excited to see where where she goes from here. Again, I don't think that. Her second fight should be Amanda Nunes or anything like that, but and and of course she needs to continue to work up to that. But you know she she I think she's what twenty five and one in her amateur career, uh, eleven and zero in professional boxing, and now one and zero in MMA. And like I said, is five time gold medalist. So congratulations to Clarissa uh, Shields, and I'm excited to see where her career goes from here. I think that I think that she, you know, because she puts in the work as you can clearly tell, she can go far in the M- MMA. And I don't think that her MMA career has to stop her boxing career. I think that she still has a lot. The the problem with her boxing career is a lot of people don't want to fight her because she just destroys people. A lot of people, you know, and and it's kind of turned a lot of people away, like, and, and it's also turned promotion away because I don't think that she draws a lot of money in promotionally for boxing because how dominant she is and how she doesn't, how she just destroys people. It's kind of like Terrence Crawford right now. Terrence Crawford, be now, of course, he hasn't fight the Earl Spence or anything, but Terrence Crawford, a lot of people don't like boxing him right now because he just destroys everyone, and it's like... Why would how are you gonna pay pay per view for people for a person that you know is gonna lose? So and that's kind of how she, how uh, Clarissa is. But needless to say, she's incredible. So, so congratulations to her for like I said, winning her day de- her MMA debut, and I'm excited to see 
where her career goes both in boxing and in MMA. So, just up to her. Okay. Let's let's move. Let's let's You know what? This is rant time. This is rant time. I don't usually do this. But this is this is it's time. Mm. So, a report came out yesterday, I believe, saying that the Wizards are likely going to retain Scott Brooks. And um They, I think they're doing this to keep Russell Westbrook happy. How do I, how do I address this? How do I attack this with the, with the right amount of professionalism, yet the right amount of aggression? This is that's that's what I'm struggling with right now. Because in one, you know, I'm a fan. In one hand, I'm a fan. I'm a Wizards fan. I mean, I'm born and raised in the DMV, uh, Maryland, pretty much. Uh, even though I've lived pretty much everywhere in Maryland and DC, but I'm a diehard Wizards fan, man. I, I I go down with the ship. And on the other hand, you know, I guess I'm in a. I don't. This isn't really a journalism seat. I mean, this is a podcast seat. So I don't. I don't really know if this is considered real journalism or not, but. I'm here. <sighs> okay. There's a there's a reason ineptitude lasts as long as it does. Sometimes it's because you don't know. You don't know. Um, you don't know how to get out of the situation that you're in, which causes ineptitude. If the situation is poor, it causes ineptitude. There's also times when you're naive and you're just stubborn to change. I will say this. The only caveat to this is if Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook wants him to stay. But even that, I will say, does that really matter? In fact, I have the receipts. Remember when Mike, shouts out to Mike Sykes, uh, works for USA Today Sports. Shouts out to him. He brought something to my attention or brought something to the attention. When somebody said, hey, I think Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook wants him to stay. He was like, yeah, um, you know, uh, <laughs> Steph Curry wanted Mark Jackson to stay too. That didn't work out. Now you see where Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors are, but. Scott Brooks, <clears throat> first of all, let me, what is my problem with Scott Brooks? My problem with Scott Brooks is his adjustments. He doesn't make a lot of adjustments. He does not really care about defense. And he, I feel he's lost, he, he just, he, I feel he lost the, the locker room. And I feel like he's a middle, I don't even think he's, a, I think he's a middle of a pack to below average coach. The only thing that, the only thing that he's, he's riding on is he's been to the NBA as a player. He won a championship, but as like a role player, but he, he's, he's coached 
Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Serge Ibaka. Now he's coached John Wall and Bradley Beal. And it's like, I, I think you're riding off of that high, right? Okay. Since 2016, since that was the first year uh, Scott Brooks was a coach. Since then, this is his defensive rating and offensive rating. Defensive rating since 2016 up has been he's ranked 20th, 15th, 27th, 29th, and 20th this year in defensive uh, rating. Meaning that he has not been over, he has not been the highest he's ever ranked, the highest the Washington Wizards has ever ranked since Scott Brooks has been a coach is 15th. And that was back in 2017. So you're probably thinking to yourself, and I thought to myself too, well, okay, offensively he's he's not good, but defensively, I mean, no, defensively he's not good, but offensively he has to, you know, he has to at least crack the top 10 multiple times because your defense can't be that bad and your offense is, is... Offensively since 2016, he were ranked 8th. Since then, it was 8th, 15th, 15th, 16th, and 17th. So meaning, you only cracked the top 10 in offensive rating once. And that was back in 2007, or 2016. Ever since then, you have not ranked over 15th in offensive rating, and you haven't ranked over 15th in defensive rating, and you've only ranked 15th once in defensive rating, and that was in 2017. Ineptitude is a problem, man. If you think, I don't understand. I I understand this difference between a player's coach and like a stern coach, but I don't understand how you can look at what you saw since 2016. And think to yourself, he's a pretty good coach. And now, <laughs> let's see, I knew it. I said it. I said it on social media. I said, yo, all this winning is going to trick the Wizards in thinking that Scott Brooks is a good coach. Not because, you know, Russell Westbrook is a good player and Bradley Bill is a good player. Maybe the pieces are finally gelling. No, they're going to think that it's because it's a good coach. Well, Last year, they were ranked, or this year, they were ranked 20th in defense and 17th in offense, meaning their team was pretty even, evenly bad. Yet and still, Scott Brooks will be back next year. They make it tough, man. You know, they make it tough. Mm. And the worst part about it, worst part about it is because I think the Washington has been even though you had John Wall Bradley Bill Paul Pierce was there a couple years Trevor Reza was there a couple years because Washington has not been good in so long every little inkling of success even if it's small success is huge to them yes making the playoffs is cool or 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 making the play on playing and winning one game in the plan when you had two is cool 
But does it like look at everything that you saw in the regular season? How many times Bradley Bill was upset? How many times Russell Westbrook took a dumbass shot in the late game or, or had a stupid turnover late game? Or how many times we had we had perfect timeout situations and the timeout wasn't called? Or how many times that you saw Scott Brooks just looking dumbfounded or look like a deer in headlights on camera on the sideline when the team's getting blown out by I went to a playoff game where they got blown out by like 30 points bro I don't know how you see that and think to yourself you know what that is our coach bro one time one time since Scott Brooks has been here we have been ranked higher than 10th in offensive rating and this is with John Wall and Bradley Bill and Trevor Ariza and Paul George I'm not Paul George and Paul Pierce and it's Smith and all he do is offense yet and still since he's been here the defense has been nowhere the bro we had 20th 15th, 27th, 29th, and 20th. And that gives you a freaking resume to stay? You know, I'm getting hot. I'm getting hot. It's tough, man. It's, it's tough. Let me move forward. Let me, you know, I'm going to. Shouts out to Oklahoma uh, Sooners softball for winning their fifth college uh, softball World Series, beating Florida State. Congratulations to you, young ladies. Um, Oklahoma is is pretty much a powerhouse down there as far as uh, softball. And uh, shouts out to you guys. Definitely well-deserved. Um, shouts out to uh, James Madison. Shouts out to all the the people, all the people in the in the World Series or March Madness bracket in softball. Guys were incredible. Um, but yeah, shouts out to Oklahoma for winning their fifth college uh, softball World Series. Shouts out. And there you, and there you have it. That has been today's episode of Unpopular Podcast. I'm sorry, it's. It's just it's hard watching watching a team that has the talent that they or the lack of talent that they have. And even with the lack of talent that they have, he you haven't even been able to capitalize on that. Don't think because Bradley Bill's so good, that's because of Scott Brooks. Don't think because Russell Westbrook is a triple double dude is because of Scott Brooks. That's probably in spite of Scott Brooks. Bruh. That has been today's episode of Unpopular Podcast. Uh, please, please, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the wherever you're listening. I'm trying to get to a, a thousand subscribers. If you want an Unpopular Podcast hoodie, uh, shirt, any if you want any type of merch, link in the description below. Any shirt we got, we did multiple colors. Go get you one. I'm uh, Scott Brooks, though, bruh. All right. I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. And until next time, much love. Load up the drape. Fuck it, I'm making them pay. It's high and niggas won't take it. Hey. 
I'm having my way. Set out here having his way. Quay out here having his way. And like the third me go out. Take, bitch. What? Load up the Drake. What else are they gonna play? It's however niggas won't take it. Ayy, I'm having my way. Set out here having his way. Quay out here having his way. And like the third me go out. Take, what? Hey, yeah. Now that I'm picking it through, I just ain't fell in love cause I'm way too awake. And she tried fucking a rapper to break on my heart, but my heart doesn't break. Soon as I link with these niggas, they feelings are written all over they face. What? Okay, great. I'm in the back room with Wally's, I spent 30,000 on somebody's grapes. We done did so many pull-ups on niggas, no wonder we getting in shape. Too busy backing my words up with actions to ever go front of your face. What? Hey. Shit done changed. Billionaires talk to me different when they see my paste up from Lucian Grange. Told myself that I would get through this verse and I'm not gonna mention the plane. But look at the plane. The fuck are we saying? Yeah. What? Fuck are we saying? Big 81, but I don't own a Harley. I ride a Mercedes for shame. Ayy, it's me and Lil Harley. We wrecking this shit, then we bout to go link with the gang. Ayy, and unlike the clock on the wall of your mama house, I do not have time to hang. Please don't reach out to me, think watching too much of Steph and then got to me versus two E's. I'm serving them up by the threes. I'm playing pool and the pool just connects to the beach. I've been too solid to ever have strikes on my sneaks. You get what I mean? Back in the day, my dogs was putting their balls in the pockets of all of the fiends. And what? What? That was back in the day. Now we involved in legitimate business, baby. We came a long way. Sometimes I hop on the road by myself and I listen to shit that you say. All of y'all having more followers and dollars, and that's why I cannot relate. Nope. What? Load up the Drake. What else are they gonna play? It's however niggas won't take it. Ayy, I'm having my way. Set out here having his way. Quay out here having his way. And like the third me go out. Take. What? Hey. Load up the Drake. Drake. Making them fuck niggas pay. Yeah. Straight out the trap to the play. We gone. Who said they ain't having their way? Who? Might have a little more on they play. We having our way in three ways. Whoop. Over your scope on the tray. Uh. We having our way. Having that shit. Having my way in the city. Get put out your bridges, you talking to tripping. Go put on my cleats so I'm walking and slipping. Whoa. Having my way now, this shit like a business. Load up the base, now I feel like a rookie. Hey. She had it her way, now she out of a Bentley. Get out. All set. Fuck how you take it, we straight from the bacon I caught me some cases and beat it in racing Seen they was hating, no communication No invitation, cut off circulation Blue or the rebel, got it, this the matrix Crosses all on my body, watch for Satan I'm having, gallery laughing, no talking, we smashing This one the classic, ain't none of this average Sniper, I'm sniping the bitch, I'm assassin I piped it, then piped the bitch up for some action Don't even be bragging, these little nigga maggots I don't need flesh, that shit be on accident Fell in my lap, hit your bitch on an accident I shoot my shot at some point, that shit accurate Load up the Drake, what else are they gonna play? Fuck. It's having niggas won't take it, ayy. I'm having my way. Having it. Set out here having his way. Quay out here having his way. And like the third me go out, take what? Hey. Yeah. Take I'm shoving that shit in they face Then I go put that boy right in this place They know that I'm having my way Why? I was 17 on the song with Dre It's like an eviction notice when we dropping Get up. Cause niggas get moved out their space Move. Two and a half, what's going on three But fuck it cause it's worth the wait fuck it. Not to be in the rip, but I want everything That's on the menu and what's on your plate give me that. I talk to God, he give me the faith God. I hit the boy if I need me a drink <laughs> I got a Richie that sit on my left yeah. But somehow I always be pulling up late I Ain't been on earth no. Ever since I got that rocket chain And took a trip out of Go. 
Ever since birth, my mama told me that they gon' act cool, but they really hate. Hey. I know my worth, so you ain't getting no verse if you talking about a look nah. Make them say church Amen. when they see clarity, diamonds and stones in my Jesus face. Ain't gotta run, cause this not a race. Go! Load up the Drake. What else are they gonna play? Fuck. It's however niggas won't take it. Ayy, I'm having my way. Having it. Said out here having his way. Quay out here having his way. Quay. And like the third me go out, take. Take off.